Hey, hello, friends. This is Dante from the Y Day Podcast. Welcome, you guys, to our Season 4, Episode 10. And the topic is going to be interracial dating. Now, it's really big in this situation for different cultures to date, different ethnicities to date. But is there challenges? Is there pros and cons to it? Or is it a fetish? Not too sure. But we have myself, Kiki, and Shirley, Red Pill, Swoosh, and we got alpha monk on here so let's get into it right now all right now it only becomes racist if the person said i don't want to date her because she's black because i don't like black people that's the only time it becomes racist no it's racist if i don't want to date her because i'm not based off black of the moment it is what it is what it's racist because you're you're uh, discriminating on an you're discriminating on the basis of skin color. Mm-hmm. When it comes to preference, like if I find a man and he's attractive and he's smart and intelligent and he's just short and I don't want to date him because he's short, that's based off of preference. But if I don't want to date him simply because he's Asian, that's that's racist because I'm saying all this, everyone part of this racial group cannot be attractive to me despite the fact that they have lots of variants. And that's- I still see that as a preference. No, it's so racist. If I only date my own, it's racist. If I only date my own, like I will only date black girls. I will not date anybody else because I only date black girls. That's my preference. Black women, all colors of black women, that I only date black women. Is that racist? Low key. No, I don't so, think so. Oh, hold on. That's low key racist. <laughs> I don't think so. If, if a Ghanaian person only dates Ghanaian, that's racist. Yeah, that's like, that's tribalism. It's problematic because now you're saying that like, okay, people outside in my group are inferior simply because of who, they, they have like no, like, they, you can't change someone's ethnic background. And so that, you're, seeing, that, you're seeing it mostly in a, in, in a black and white situation. It, it has to be in a more... everybody this is your boy Dante and another episode of why date the podcast we're here and I got myself Kiki swish red pill alpha month and Shirley got the whole squad here today and happy Easter it is Sunday we are here on a Sunday and we're doing everything social distancing we're practicing our social distancing so um we can recap about like last week was kind of kind of heavy we're hitting everybody with a whole bunch of stuff on the whole we were pretty busy on our on our episodes on content so uh um i appreciate you guys uh sharing that putting it out there uh putting our content out there man i definitely appreciate it you guys definitely were uh were on point this whole last week so thank you guys of course you know you guys are uh <clears throat> you guys are it, man so uh but yeah so that whole ep- the whole week was mostly about vulnerability okay so now 
we had a love coach on there and we also talked about it with us, all of us together. And so what is your guys takeaway from it? I know that some people weren't on or absent on it, but they were also tuning on the live stream. Uh, we can start with either, you know, either or let's definitely talk about that love coach. It got kind of deep, man. It got to me, it got pretty deep to me. I think it was a, uh, yeah, it got pretty deep. Yeah, it got pretty deep, man. I was like, Oh man. Yeah. So I guess I was kind of like the, I'm not going to say guinea pig, but I was the one who was like, all right, I'll deal with some yeah. love coaching, right? So being broken down, being chiseled down just a little bit, trying to uh, distill what my, I guess my love blocks are. Yeah. And I was game the entire time. Like my gameness, I was like, all right, I'll totally, I'll totally keep going. I'll, I'll be vulnerable and open. But after the podcast ended, man, I was emotionally exhausted. Like, I was tired, dude. I, like, laid in my bed, and I was just like, oh, I don't want to feel anything at all. <laughs> like, I was just in this, this, this gray zone because I had to be open. And, and I thought about it, right, because basically what happened was, apparently, I uh, didn't see uh, last week's episode yet, I do have some love blocks around openness and vulnerability, more so allowing myself to be vulnerable. And, uh, yeah, after sitting on it for a couple of days, I was kind of like, you know, there might be some vulnerability issues there. There might actually be, <laughs> there might be some blocks there uh -huh. that uh, I probably need to, to visit and, and think about. But yeah, that was uh, interesting. Yeah, we're getting a little vulnerable there, buddy. Were these vulnerabilities in as far as involving dating or was they like vulnerabilities as well, far as personality? Well, I think, I think all the guys on here could understand that. Like, and I know the girls, as soon as I say this, they're going to be all like, oh, uh-uh, no way. But the truth is, vulnerability is not nearly as appreciated in men as it is in women. Mm -hmm. And when you look at historically what men have had to do and what roles they've taken on for themselves, vulnerability wasn't something you needed to have. It wasn't something that necessarily helped you get the job done, quote-unquote. And um, But now that we don't have to do those certain things, it's like vulnerability and the lack thereof to become a big issue. So for me personally, my problem is I don't like to be vulnerable. I don't like to open up about past traumas, childhood issues, uh, things that are causing me great emotional distress, right? Mm -hmm. More so in like a dating sense. I think I have like two friends who I will offhand say something to kind of allude to emotional distress. But other than that, you know, I just keep it to myself. I handle mm -hmm. it. Yeah. Uh yeah, me and my friends, um, I have, uh, you know, me and my friends are a lot older. Well, they're, they're a little bit older than I am. And um, we're not very, uh, we don't, we're, we're not very vulnerable at all. You know, we don't even show emotion. Like, you know, most of the time, uh, like if you do show a little bit of emotions, like, hey, you're being a bitch, you know? So, yeah. And we call each other out. It's like, hey, man, you stop being a bitch, you know? And, it, and it's, it's terrible how guys don't show that emotion, yeah? I think generally speaking, guys are kind of like, they don't show that much emotion, but I think they will show more vulnerability and emotional distress around men than they would women, just because women will, um, well, it's been known women will judge them more if they show vulnerability or too much vulnerability. And you don't really know the scale of what's too much and what's too little. But uh, they've done studies. You can see them on YouTube and stuff like that. When women see a man show too much vulnerability, he's seen as... Less of a man. Yeah, less of a man. He's seen as weaker. So it's harder for us to open up, even in a relationship. You know, show way too much. 
then you know you'll you'll start to lose a lot of ground you know she won't she won't see you as that um what can i say a stronger figure you know that rock that she needs when she's in an emotional distress so it's like it's kind of difficult it's, it's a little bit hard you know especially when dealing with women so i mean i i found the best thing is that, you know if you have one of your homies you know that, that you know that road dog you always have with when you're a guy that's the one that you've known all your life mark hill could probably you know i don't know if dante knows or uh swiss knows but you always have that one dude that's know you know you all your life he's like your brother you know but uh right. that's the one guy you can be vulnerable with you can release all that with and he won't see you as weak because he understands and that's usually how guys can you know get get that out of themselves you know because it's kind of hard with women it just is so are you saying that um, in your experience, so you've never had a time where you could feel open with your significant other or feel vulnerable with her? Open, I, I, I see vulnerable, open and vulnerability, two different things. I can be open, always. I can be open, especially with somebody I care about or I love. I'll always be open. But there's certain lines that I won't cross or certain things I won't talk about that will keep me vulnerable. Because it's, again, we've all seen if you break up with that girl, or you hurt her in a way, or something like that, she will use that against you, those vulnerabilities against you. So it's kind of hard. Again, you know, once you experience that a couple of times with the female, you start to learn. So it's just hard to know when to be that open and that vulnerable to her because you don't know if she can use it against you in the future, or if she'll see it as a weakness at some point. Or, you know, I've known, I had a friend, uh, James, he, he cried in front of a girlfriend of two years and she was telling me once she got drunk. She told me once she said, she was like the way he was crying, she kind of got disgusted by it. And that was just the weirdest thing I ever heard. Him. She was, I was like, damn. She was like, yeah, it was just the way he was crying was so, you know, I guess it was just like weak. And she said she got disgusted by it. And I was just like, damn, you know, and it just, he had to rebuild that masculinity in front of her. And it just, you know, it, it's just, it's kind of fucked up, but it is what it is. You know, it's just some, one of those things you just got to learn. Uh, I, have a, I have a question for the girls. All right. All right, girls. If a guy cries in front of you and he owns it, or, he, you know, if he shows emotion and he owns it, is it, is it completely different to, is it completely different to being vulnerable? Because there's two things. There's two sides. I can own it, show my emotions and just own it and not give a fuck. That's mostly me. I, I own my feelings. I don't really care what you know the other person is thinking. <clears throat> so like I can give two fucks. You know, if I if if I'm crying, if I'm watching my one of my favorite movies is Seven Pirate Ryan. You know, and fuck that movie's fucking you know sad. And but you know if I cry, I cry. You know, I just don't give a fuck. You know, what what do you guys think? Is it different? Because I'm owning the the moment. I don't really care if she. What, what she's thinking. I don't really care. You know, it's my emotion. You know, I'm owning it. Uh, for me, to see, like, my male partner cry, I mean, I do understand where Alpha Month and Red Pill are coming from because there is that kind of, like, men don't show that, like, that, that, that emotion. So to see my male partner cry, like, that would be, that'd be kind of scary for me. Cause it's like okay this has to be a big deal um but as for like thinking he's less than or thinking that like he's not man enough or 
any of that? No, not necessarily. I think that only makes me want to help more or be more present for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I totally agree too. I mean, a lot of my relationships in the past, um, my partner, um, he wasn't someone who would cry. Like I've never seen them cry before, but for them to cry, it must be, you know, a really big deal and for them to show that type of emotion. So um, I would appreciate it, you know, and I don't think they should feel afraid to cry in front of me. Now we getting uh, emotion mixed up with vulnerability. I guess it's all the same thing. But I think uh, what Belinda was talking about, you mentioned that it, it's, like I said, it's what all the girls said last week, too, just showing that piece of you. Um, not to everybody. It doesn't have to be to everybody. That's, that's terrible. And you keep it very limited to certain people, but if it's your partner, you mm-hmm. can open up. You know what I mean? Not, it, it, not to us telling like a whole bunch of stuff. Like, like I know how uh, Alpha Monk mentioned that, yeah, the girls can use, women can use that against you. Like, Oh, you're just like your father. This is this because you know you had trouble with your trauma with your dad, and they bring it back to surface again as a as a, a tool or something to bring back to you as an attack. You know, uh, I can see that happening too. Um, but I, I mean, I, I don't know. From what I see, when I think of vulnerability, I think it is a part of identification because if you're such a mystery, it's cool and all for the beginning. But I think later on, women want to know like at least that side, not like a weak side, just something like a story. Right. Like some kind of story, something that goes around that. I, I, I understood that now. I'm like, okay, so vulnerability doesn't mean that. That's just you being vulnerable about your story. You can talk about something that happened in your family or something your, your parents mm-hmm. had. So, you know what I mean? That's mm-hmm. like more of a vulnerable side of you. You don't have to be like, I've always taken vulnerability as the things that actually create the issues that we go through as adults and that usually stems from our childhood and our teenage years through high school. So those are usually the vulnerabilities because those are the things that sculpted you and kind of, you know, gave you cracks in your own personality and your own insecurities as well. So that's what I see as vulnerabilities. And some of those things are so hurtful and so tragic because you were so young that it happened that it's very hard to open up to people, you know? So you have to kind of like compartmentalize those emotions and those vulnerabilities and only let certain people into those, you know, uh, those doorways, if you want to call it that. But um, just like being an open book is kind of dangerous because people can use that against you. Even the nicest person can turn on you, you know. So it's just, you just got to be cautious. Yeah. Hypervigilant, yeah. I would say. And to add on to what Alpha Monk is saying, it's like, I've used this term a lot, and it's a term that I really firmly believe in, right? Emotional responsibility. Like you are responsible for your emotions and your feelings, right? You're responsible for involving yourself in things that make you feel a certain way. And you're responsible for responding once you feel a certain way. And I think, I don't know you guys hate to hear it, but I think being overly vulnerable, overly sensitive, and overly open, even with your partner, is emotionally irresponsible. It's so interesting because I think I remember you saying like, would you ever take a drug that with your partner that would like remove all of these like perceived egos and personality traits, like get really vulnerable. Like, would you be willing to do that? And I think it's interesting that you're saying like, um, being that level of vulnerability is like not, like it's not good to reveal yourself like that with a partner. Oh, sorry. No, no, go ahead. Uh, I was just gonna say, I've I've experienced uh, acid uh, a few times 
-hmm. and I've done them all by myself. Uh, only the one time I've been with somebody that I truly trusted it was a cousin of mine, uh, and I've known all my life, so I trust him. So to do something like that, uh, it takes away the ego and takes away all of your, um, I guess, uh, it just, it's, it takes away so many things that, that you don't worry, that you worry about, that you don't even know that you worry about. So to bring somebody in, you'd really have to, I'd really, really have to trust her because you don't want a bad trip because that stuff lasts for like eight hours. So you definitely want somebody you can truly trust, somebody you love, somebody you have fun with, somebody you know that you can fall asleep with, or if you do freak out, her voice or his voice will be a calming, you know, mode for you, or it won't, you know, fuck you up even more. So um, it's, it's the same thing, you know, it's just, it, I, it's her level of trust, his level of trust, respect, everything, uh, if, you, if I'm going to show you my vulnerability, because that's the thing that I am, I am somewhat guarded, because that's the one thing that I try to protect is my heart, because that's the hardest thing to repair is when somebody breaks that. It's just really hard to repair, and it can create insecurities, it can create all kinds of shit uh, for the future, and who likes when somebody brings their own old baggage from their last relationship? You know, that's disrespectful to me. It's like, I'm not that person. I have nothing to do with that person. So, you know, why are you bringing his or her luggage to my, you know, my place? So it's, it's kind of the same thing. So moral of the story, don't do drugs. <laughs> Basically, yeah. <laughs> or do the drugs. Don't do drugs, guys. All right. Do the drugs. All right. I do the safe ones. Do the safe ones. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to move on to the next uh, topic today, topic tonight. And it's going to be interracial dating. I know I've talked about that cultural dating and a racial dating and all that stuff, right? I know <laughs> I, I, you guys put a couple of questions here, so it makes it pretty interesting. So we're going <laughs> to try to shorten, condense all this into one. But just so you guys know, the buzzwords today, okay, so our buzzword today, if you guys are just now tuning in for the first time, <coughs> buzzwords are words that we choose in our making. If one of us say it, we have a hot seat for about what? Three questions. Yikes. Three questions. And it's either one of us can ask a question or people on the live stream who's tuning in can ask a question too as well. So buzzwords are, I'm going to say this once because it's disclaimer, it's logical and emotional. Okay, emotionally, because I know you guys are using that word. Emotional, emotionally, same thing. <laughs> That's hard. So, the same thing, same thing. So you guys have been saying that all this, this whole couple of times earlier. So we're done with vulnerability. So hopefully those words don't pop up. <laughs> so those are hard words man someone's gonna say it for sure and i feel like someone said it a buzzword last time and i didn't catch him but i listened to him i was editing i was like he said really? he said like, I, <laughs> I think it was either it's either I, I think it was red i think you said it markel i think you said one of the words and i was like catch that one man <laughs> i'm gonna be watching i'm gonna be listening <laughs> I'm going to listen to the rest of you guys. So I guess to talk about interracial, I know we've, you know, we live in America, we live in the U.S., we deal with people in different relationships. Um, first question I'm going to start off with, the first little topic I'm going to talk, subtopic, is have you experienced discrimination when meeting the family or friends of the person you're dating? And how did you handle it? We're going to start with, keep it brief, we're going to start with women first. So, <laughs> no, I, I know some of you guys have a lot to say. I know the guys have a lot to say about this, but I, I have a lot. 
So yeah. sorry. Um, um, I mean, I have, um, I would say indirectly. Um, I remember one of my exes, uh, he was a Vietnamese. Uh, we were together for maybe like over two years. And throughout that whole time, he never really, he never really invited me to any, you know, family like gatherings or get togethers or whatever. And I always felt like it was because I wasn't Vietnamese too. I'm Filipino. So um, it was kind of like indirect. Uh, they didn't really like say it to my face or anything, but I kind of got the idea that was the thing because uh, his brother's like girlfriend would always be invited to these events and she was Vietnamese. Okay. So I felt like they accepted her more than me. So that's kind of like my thing. That's kind of like what I went through when it comes to that. So. Yeah. yeah, that happens sometimes, man. It's crazy hearing it from a woman's perspective too. I know the women go through it too, just as much as the guys. Um, it, it's not like, I feel like it's, it's still kind of somewhat low-key racist. Even if you still say a joke here and there and you laugh about it, and you're just like, uh, okay. You don't want to be disrespectful. So, in, in, especially in Asian culture, your respect is so key. And uh, if you go in there and start disrespecting people, you're just like, damn, they really just said that to me, really? Even, I think it's the same with Hispanic culture. In any kind of culture, just respect is a big thing. Um, when you say things that are racist, you're just like, mm, you know, you can't fault it for it, but some people kind of, you know, grew up differently. But uh, I see, I, I can see what that means on that one. What about you, Aunt Shirley? What, uh, what have you been? I know you're, uh, you know, say you're a little bit about your background, too. Okay, so I'm Ghanaian, and I'm first generation, which basically means my parents immigrated from Ghana to here, and then like set up camp, and I'm their first child. And my very first love was Chinese American, and his parents were very traditionally Chinese. Um, we dated for two years, and about like, uh, maybe like in a year and a half into our relationship, um, I started coming over more to his family's house and his mother did not like me at all. Um, <laughs> and I later find out the reason why she doesn't like me isn't because I'm not respectful or isn't because I didn't show difference to them. It was because she didn't like that he was dating someone who was black and not like, and that I was like curvy and stuff. And, um, I remember feeling really like uh, bad about myself for it. And um, w one time when their family like went to like uh, Hawaii for their sister with for their daughter's wedding, um, I remember like babies or dog sitting their dogs and like coming over and like taking care of like the mom's plants and just being consistent and um, showing that like I was there for the family ended up changing the mother's perspective on me um and she i mean she still didn't like she was easing into getting to know me a lot better because i was making the effort to be there for the family but yeah like chinese chinese parents are like really strict um Ghanaian parents are really strict too so like the fact that we had this relationship was kind of like taboo so to speak um it was like the best relationship I've ever been in. Um, but yeah, I've experienced discrimination for sure. Okay, so you're saying in the beginning, uh, she was she didn't really like you, but then you kind of changed her mind, like by the end, by being present for her family? For yeah. Her family? Yeah, for sure. Um, 
I remember specifically like his older sister defending me and being like, she's, she's always here and she's taking care of the dog and she's taking care of your plants. Like, why don't you like her? Like she's, <laughs> she like, I think it really helps having people within the culture to kind of like have your, have your back. Also, when you, when you break the uh, cultural prejudice they have of whatever race you are, right, that's when exactly. you start to shine. Yeah. Exactly. I've noticed that through my own dating. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Because they have these like ideas of what, who you are. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And Not like, only that you're, you're black, you're, you're African <laughs> origin. So, right. not born, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like whatever, exactly. So it's like, it's even worse because like, it's, it's there's a big difference. I know brothers on here can, can, can tell me, you know, African is a little bit different from African Americans. So we, you know, they're yeah. totally, totally different, two different things. So they probably saw you as that, like, oh, mm-hmm. oh okay, what kind of, you know? <laughs> yeah, they, they did. Yeah. And again, they're like, this is their only son too. So there's like a lot of cultural mm-hmm. stuff happening at once, okay. and. Um, it was only through like again like showing up in the family and then also having people like defend me that kind of helped shape the older generation's like view. Um, and I was more accepted in the family after. I have a question for Anne Shirley. Hey. Did you ever feel like at any point that you had to not only one dip in or change their perspective on you, but you were also kind of representing their entire view on like black people or like Africans. So it was like you held yourself to an even higher standard because you're the closest representation they have for their mental model of what they think. Yeah. Like. <laughs> Absolutely. I really felt like I had to um, just be super <laughs> respectful and just do like I, I had to combat all those stereotypes because again, I'm their very first like contact with like blackness like up until that point they live in Cupertino up until that point he had only dated like Asian girls and maybe one white girl yeah I felt like I felt a humongous pressure to like really show up for like my ethnicity yeah he felt like a pimp yeah right was he first gen or was he uh born in the states uh, he was born in China and then was raised in the States, like, around two. Oh, that's not bad. Yeah, yeah. And I know my Asians, like, they're, they're different, man. Like, first-gen Asian is a little different from second-gen Asian. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there's a lot of, there's a lot of, like, again, like... Yeah. And Vietnamese, too? Come on, man. They're a little kind of, you know, interesting. A little, little bit more, uh, a little more different, different too. Chinese, Vietnamese, like, they don't play, man. They don't play. Yeah, they don't play, man. So, like, you know. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, I, I, I can go on a whole spiel about that. Uh. <laughs> um, all right. So, we'll start with the fellas now. Okay. Yo, uh, we'll start with Red Pill first and Alpha Mon and then Swish. Same question. So, I'll keep it brief because there's one story that I actually want to tell, which is very interesting, right? So, yes. Yes, I have experienced uh, discrimination for being, for being black. Um, and I have I've experienced it both ways. I've experienced it for not being fully black, and I've experienced it for being, you know, black enough. Right? So the first one was, uh, I remember, like, there was this girl. I had a big crush on her. I was, like, seventh grade. And I was hitting, like, a really big growth spurt. So, like, all my clothes, I just bought them big. Like, I bought big. 
So it was like baggy white tees and cargo pants, and you know, you had on your Air Force Ones. That's just how it was set. Uh-oh. And I remember like going over to my crush's house because we lived on the corner from each other and her parents like, you remember that scene in Bad Boys with Martin Lawrence is like 17? Like, <laughs> it basically happened to be, so the dad came out and was like, oh, hola. And then the, he said something and the mom came out and then she yelled back in Spanish. And grandma came out and they're all just like, who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> and then of course they hear me speak, right? And I'm speaking with exceptionally proper diction at this point because I'm very terrified. Like, hey, I'm Raquel. Voice crack and everything, right? And they're all like, oh. And then after that moment, they discounted the fact that I was black. They're like, yeah. oh, he's black. He's not that black. Uh, what was interesting was my last girlfriend, she was she was Swedish, right? She was a Swedish citizen. I met her here. She's on work visa. So I remember when I first went over to Sweden, it was like, I felt a little bit of pressure because like one there's no mixed people in Sweden, right? Like in her town, it was like 80% Swedes, like 10% Arabs and like 10% uh, Somalis. That was it. And so it was like, I came over and I was like, I'm American. So there's that whole stereotype. None of our families actually visited America more than like once or twice. And then it was like, I was black. But then I was like, only like partially black. And it was just this really weird. And then come to find out all the pressure was actually was on her. And they were like, you have an American boyfriend. Like don't mess this up. <laughs> and so it was a really weird dynamic to be in where it was like I had to basically represent my entire country right because they don't aside from the media they don't know and then also represent black people and then at that same time I had to kind of make her look really really good because they were putting pressure on her to be like oh this is the guy married and like have kids and like don't mess this up yeah yeah so, so explain to you like what's your ethnicity like you said you're half or body right well more than half get it right so, <laughs> so uh, I haven't done 23 me, but if I look at my parents, my dad's 100% black, and my mom is half black, half, like 25% white, 25% black. So I'm somewhere in like the 70% black ratio with like 30% French and Filipino. So you get in the club then, you're fine then. <laughs> I don't know about Drake's son though. <laughs> so, you, so you can get in, you're, you're good. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. All right, well, all right. Rip it. Uh, I'll keep it brief. Oh, uh, half a month. I, uh, well, I sent you guys a list. I know you did. Yeah, that's hilarious. But, uh, yeah, humble brag, for sure. Humble brag. Uh, I've always been able to, you know, pull any type of race. It's just been, that's my own little quirk. But, um, as far as the, the, uh, black women and the black females and the white females and the mixed chicks I never had problems with but these some most of the Hispanic and Latin and all of the Middle Eastern and the Indians pretty much every other ones they I've always had a problem with either one or the other parents or the grandparents but it was always the grandparents the Middle Easterns were the toughest just because they're very secluded with their traditions and their culture. Um, and you have to be certain, you have to have reached certain criteria to even think about dating their daughters. So that was always an issue. And they would always try me, try my intelligence, see what I know, what, what I'm going for. And, you know, it, I noticed that <clears throat> dating women in America <clears throat> is different dating women from different countries. Uh, since I'm an artist and a writer, 
American uh, parents kind of see that as an iffy, like, oh, shit, he can't make it, or he could just be, you know, always writing until he's like 80 and never sell anything, right? right? But over in other countries, they see artists as something special because not a lot of people can create something out of nothing. So when I told them that and I showed them pieces and stuff like that, they, you know, then they kind of took me in. But I always kind of could get my foot in the door just because I am biracial or I try multiracial or whatever. Just by seeing that, they kind of let me in. I remember once we went to a halal market. It was me and the chick I was with uh, was Pakistani. We were together for four years. And I went in there and he was talking to me. He was like, what are you? He's like, Middle Eastern, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, I'm multiracial, this, this, and that. And he was like, oh, well, it's not your fault. It's not your fault that you're that. I was like, what the hell does that mean? You know what I'm saying? How dare he? He gave me a hug and he uh, gave me like a 10% discount. And I was like, I didn't, I didn't get any discount. But um, <laughs> it's for that other 10% that you're <laughs> It's a trip, man. So He's going like, to put up a GoFundMe for you. He's going to have a GoFundMe. It's not your fault, man. It's not your fault, man. It's not your fault, man. Yeah, right. But it, it's, it's always some form of discrimination or prejudice just because they don't know. And if they don't know anything about your, what your, who you are, what you're about, or what your ethnicity is, then they're gonna fear somewhat. You know, what, what they only know what they see on television or what they read, read or what they heard from somebody else, sure. and they can only go off of that. You know, or what you know what they see. So it's like you have to break that that mold of what they know. Mm-hmm. That's the only way you can get further ahead. But I've always the ones that accept me, they always immediately go to like, oh, I can't wait to what the children look like. And it's like, what the fuck? Ew, I hate that. Like, yeah, I hate that too. It's just like, man, it's it right? a you know? You know, exotic zoo. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, if you're okay. choosing people just because you want your kid to have, like, good hair or light skin you know what? or whatever, that's weird. Like, why are you? It's not weird. It's so common, man. I hear that a lot, man. A lot I think of it's problematic. Yeah, I be hearing that. I hear that a lot, man, because, like, so, oh, yeah, they make cute babies. The black and this makes cute babies. I'm like, how do you know? How do you know? <laughs> yeah, you never know. You're not, you're not, you're not, you're not mastered in genes. You don't know. Like, um, it can come out ugly. Won't be my genes, though. <laughs> but, um, all right, man, Swish. And then I'm going to go with me. But I, know the topic? I forgot the topic already. Uh, have you ever dealt with discrimination? You being, uh, Oh, yeah. So when I was coming out of high school, I dated this uh, Fijian chick, she had a twin sister, and um, so basically I went out with her for five years, and um, the whole entire five years, like, we kept it a secret. No one knew. No one knew that we were dating. It fucking sucked. So if, if I had to... If I had to go to the movies, I had to plan two weeks or a week in advance. It was uh, it was terrible. <laughs> it's pretty bad. Yeah, and then I remember uh, we were still in high school, and uh, I remember we went to prom, and um, the parents didn't know that we were dating at the time, so it was fucking hilarious. Yeah, and then like uh, I think one day uh, she got hella pissed off on me <laughs> over the phone. <laughs> you know, typical me. And um, she got pissed off and she started yelling on the phone at me. And then that's how they found out I was dating her. <laughs> they found out you were Hispanic or did they, did they care? Uh, the dad, well, you know, they, they met me for a prom. So they knew I was Hispanic. Oh, 
Okay, okay. So you didn't have a problem with it. So you didn't go through like that much discrimination. They didn't, they didn't hate on you. No, because like at the end of the day, they didn't. You know, they, I didn't get to really talk to them. The only time that I talked to the dad was when, uh, when I went to the prom with with her. Yeah, yeah. That's crazy, man. Because like, I, I feel like I, I go through this. Abuse. It's hard to say this, man. But like, I, there is a stigma that goes around. Of course, me being black, like there's certain ways I have to act. Or and it's and it's already kind of thrown out there. Like I say, if you I date some people who were uh, first gen and their families from like from another country, and then they get into like American, they get Americanized and they see all the stuff on TV. And they see how black people act and they see how disrespectful, like, you know, they see all that shit on there. So they portray that kind of image when you when you step in. They already kind of hated on you. I remember one time I was dating this Korean girl, man. It was kind of crazy, man. I, I, it could be me. I don't know what it is. But I, I was dating this girl, she was from Korea. She was, you know, first gen, I think. I believe first gen or second gen. And I went to go to the house and like, you know, I, this is when I was kind of getting inducted into Asian culture. So I, I kind of learned from my mistakes. A couple of my friends walking in the house with shoes, shit like that. And um, I fucked up, man. I thought I was cool, man. I was like, all right, cool. I, I got it. Like, I, I figured it out. Like, I, I take off my shoes when I walk in, right? What I messed up on, what made it bad. They already judged me already. They were looking me up and down like, oh, okay, okay, all right. You know, and, I, and I sat there, and then the dad was cooking, and I, 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 they made some rice, man, and I threw some soy sauce on there, like, right off the back. I'm like, I already know I need soy sauce. Man. I, I didn't even need to taste it. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and then, the dad looks at me. He throws his handkerchief, his napkin down, his handkerchief down, and just walks out. I'm like, what the fuck just happened? And then, like, my, the girls, when she just shook her head, like, oh, he fucked up. Right, you know, I was like, "Oh damn, what I do?" It was like, I, I, I took off my shoes and I walked in. They were like, "See, man, you gotta taste the food first before you put any kind of faucet." <laughs> I mean, you didn't tell me that. There was no handbook, man. She <laughs> set you up, man. She set you up. Yeah, I'm like, no handbook. I didn't get, you know, I didn't get no handbook. You didn't tell me how to act. Um, <laughs> like, like this, man. It's just like, well, I guess I'll, I guess this is it. I was like, what do you mean? And then they moved to like next week, but I swear to God they moved. I swear to God they moved. <laughs> Two weeks later they moved. Wow. She lived like not too far from me, man. She's like, you know, down the street. And I was like, okay, cool. It's walking distance, man. Because for a while, oh, we just find a different area we moved to. I'm like, oh, right. Plus, <laughs> black people there. <laughs> they didn't, they didn't expect to see black people because I grew up in the suburbs, so they probably don't expect to see a lot of black people there. And of all people, her, her daughter go pull up with a black dude walking in. And I actually looked like, I, I didn't come in there like all like hella crazy looking. I had no throwback training. I, no I didn't come, this is 2000. This is back when like this, this was possible. This is, what you, this is what we were wearing back then. We were wearing like the bows and throwback jerseys and chains. I mean, I didn't come in there like that. I came, I came like I was dressed like I was going to the club. I had a polo shirt on. <laughs> had a collared shirt. Had a collared shirt on. <laughs> that hair. That's the best. You know, I'm, I'm dressing like I like I was. Kind of like you were going to an interview, man. And I still fucked it up, man. I, you know, and, and I feel like that was the only thing I really got discriminated on because I feel like I didn't really get a chance, man. I, everything was cool because they started asking you questions too. I'm not sure if you guys are feeling this from the guys too. They ask you what you're gonna do as a career, and I'm in high school at this time. So yeah. I'm like, yeah. um, so are you going to become like an engineer, lawyer, doctor? Is that what you're going to pursue? Because that's what our daughter's doing, kind of thing. I'm like, well, I haven't figured it out yet. It's like sophomore year. They're looking at like this eye roll, like. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, I remember one time, uh, one of, uh, I went, 
uh, out with this Vietnamese girl, mm. and the mom asked me, you know, I'm, you know, at the time I was, I was just joking around with the mom, and she asked me, so what are you gonna do? I'm like, oh, well, I'm Mexican, so I'm just gonna be a janitor. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh my goodness! You oh my joke around about that. Like, it was, it was bad. Mom. It was bad. No. Construction worker. <laughs> Probably had a heart attack. This is like the high paying uh, industry right now. <laughs> Come on, man. You know, Jenner's actually, I'm not hating on the Jenner's, man. Jenner's actually make pretty good money, though. Yo, the, the, the Jenner at, at yeah. Bart makes like what, 200,000? Yeah, they make pretty good. Depending yeah. On the yeah, but, the, but in, in Asian culture, man, you can't say that. <laughs> 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 you can't walk in there and say that. You know, <laughs> man of a color of a Hispanic name, like, oh, okay, all right. You know, damn. You lied to it, man. So I didn't say nothing. But, you know, it could have just said, you know, I'm become a doctor. I'm thinking that's going to be a good, good industry. <laughs> To, you know. So I was wondering, can we jump to, can we skip question two and go to question three? Yeah, I was looking at question two. Yeah. This is like the perfect time, I guess, to enter question three. I feel like it'd be a smoother transition. Yeah, it's kind of, it's question number two is kind of um, the same. Yeah. Question number one. I mean, almost, like, we'll, we'll be through, like what we discussed. Mm -hmm. We can do that. So well, we all kind of like already answered question two, basically. We all, we all did it interracially. So. Yeah, yeah, we are, we are open. We're open as fuck. Yeah, we can do that. Um, all right, so the question is, are stereotypes true when you date outside your race? Do you prefer a race over your own? So, hmm. so I guess I'll start it out with me, myself. Um, I have, I'm open to it. But uh, like I said, we already talked about our preferences last couple of seasons, a couple of episodes back, where like I put like white women on the bottom. Like there's still preference. This is like, a, that would be, if, I, if there was a, a group of girls and they were all different races, I'm gonna have to be like, oh, the white girls, like we're kind of right there on the side, I'm like, eh, I'm gonna go for the other one. You, know, you go for the Asian, black, or something. Right. So, um, not hate on my white girls, I love them out there, man. They, they, they doing big things, but. Come on, Dante, you say you hate them. You say you hate them. Own it, own it. <laughs> I mean, it depends. I mean, if, if she's a white girl, like with blonde hair, blue eyes, or a ginger, then I'm all in it, but like. You know, you know what it is? It's, <laughs> It's the blonde girls that come from like the suburbs, or they come from like middle of the country. I dated them. Man. Like, like basic, they're very basic. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? I was, a white girl from San Jose, it's like, oh shit! All right, you're different. Yeah. I noticed the dark boys yeah, always go for the very basic Barbie doll white chick. Always. Tell me, man. It's crazy because <laughs> like that was what I was doing when I first moved out to the ceremony or the suburbs. And I grew up with a lot of white people, so like I was like, oh, I'm gonna go for like a white girl. Like I've never had that before. And I'm sitting there just like, oh, they like, oh man, but I was like, there was like three percent black people, so like I'll ignore the black girls. I'm like, yeah, yeah, whatever. Like you know, <laughs> right? I was going for the white girls, and I was like, I was just prone on it, man. Like I, I lived it, man. Like that was like life. And um, and I'm like, all right, cool, I'm done. Like you know what I mean? Because I, you guys saw the movie Get Out, right? Y'all, you guys all seen yeah. it. Okay, so so long story short, man, I felt like I was in a scene from from that. Cause like there was, yeah, yeah. Cause her family had a, a cabin. They had like three summer homes. So one in like Santa Cruz, one in like Lake Tahoe. They had money. They lived in Danville. Yeah. So, they had money. Oh, yeah. so I grew up, I went to their cabin for the weekend. I was like, did your parents know I'm black? That was the first question I said. Your parents know? Oh yeah, they're, they're, they love black people. Like, you know, they, 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 they like it. They like black people. You know, you're fine. No, don't, why isn't it? And she made it, we got an argument about it. I was like, why is it an issue? I was like, <laughs> Come on, 
<laughs> you know, some people aren't too open. You're, you know, you're, your parents are a little different generation. You know? Already like, sounds you know? like Get Out. <laughs> right? you know? I have a question. That, that was the scariest movie to me. Get Out. I have a question. This is for uh, this is for, for Dante and Alpha Monk. Y'all ever dated a white girl whose dad secretly wanted to be black? Oh, yeah. That's what I'm talking yeah. about. Hands down. The, the ratchet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then their daughter, <laughs> they're still shaming their daughter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen that. Wait, show. what? That's a thing? Yeah. So, yeah. I'm not going to say. So, I had an ex girlfriend, right? She was, she was ethnic, right? <laughs> so, her dad was white and her mom was ethnic, and her parents were divorced. And what I didn't realize was that the dad had remarried to a white woman. So, she was the only ethnic person literally in her immediate family. So, when I went over there, he was like, yo, what's up? And tried to give me like a fist bump. (laughs) He was like, yo, he's like showing me all these memes that like only really had to do with like black subculture. And he was like, what kind of hip hop music you listen to? I listen to a lot of bluegrass and jazz and country, but I want to get into hip hop. I mean, he was was honestly like the coolest guy. Like, it's a shame I don't talk to him anymore. Actually, I really do miss him. He's the coolest dude. But like, there's nothing funnier than like, you know, dating a girl who's like one of her parents like, wants to be black. <laughs> and they're just like, so cool. what if he just wanted to get to know you and, you know, yeah. get closer to you? Like, you feel like it had to do with because he wanted to be black, you know? Uh, yeah, because I'm a guy who talks about guy things, but he didn't. Well, if he's acting, yeah. not like, like himself, I'm sorry, if you're close to me, you'd be like, it's kind of weird, you know? Because yeah, I'll be Mark Hill and I was like, hi, how yeah. are you? My name is Mark Hill. Yeah. You know, he, he didn't try to act white, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he, yeah, I think, but you know, I understand what too, you know, he could be just trying to bridge that gap of uh, cultural, yeah, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. You can't really um, like a color, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, I can't say I agree with that, it's because I, I was there with him personally, I totally understand, like, if someone wants to get to know me, like, if a guy wants to get to know a guy, it's like, talk about sports, talk about cars, talk about beer, even bring up girls, talk about hunting, like, you talk about manly things, you don't immediately go, Asking about African American subculture. Oh, That's yeah. why I'm like, no. no I, I know what you mean. Yeah, I'm curious, man. Don't hate a player. I'm not complaining. He was a cool dude. But I'm just saying, it was like, <laughs> yeah. it was hilarious. Yeah, no, no doubt. I mean, like, that's for sure. Like, that's not the question you want to ask on the fly, because that's the question I got. Like, right when I was at the house. So, what is like? So, what are we doing as? Uh, 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 what are you guys doing as African American culture? Like, what is what is you guys doing to advance African American culture? Uh, what 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 things are you guys doing now since you guys have a black president? This is when Obama was president. Uh-huh. Yeah, and. I don't know. He just got in the office last month. I don't know, man. Well, I guess it's good as mine. Like, yeah, if I do know, why am I going to tell but you like, if you're like, But, like, like <laughs> you don't leave the door. Like, let me text him real quick. Let me ask him. <laughs> hey, yo, Barry, what are we doing? Yeah, what are we doing? <laughs> what are we doing? <laughs> like, you don't, I get what you mean, though. You don't leave with those questions. You kind of start off with, like, hey, like, yo, right. what do you like to do for fun? What's your hobbies? You know, shit like that. Is it basketball? No, I'm just kidding. Okay. So, stereotypes, right? So, stereotypes when you date outside your race. I think we kind of mentioned that earlier when you're like, you know, when you're dating someone whose parents are like first generation Eastern Asian. Mm-hmm. Like that kind of like that family hierarchy is like incredibly real. I think that also comes from like if you're dating like a girl from like or a guy from like Muslim cultures, like that family hierarchy is like that's law. Like there's no break. In that. And yeah. in my experience, that's absolutely true. Absolutely true. true. That no break in that. Now, to add to the question there, has stereo- the stereotypes work in you guys' favor? No. Has not, not mine. Not my personal Has experience. not worked in favor? Like, I mean, I don't know if it's, I can't oh, You know what? It has in mind. I don't. It has in mind because, well, 
I dated a uh, Cuban girl and uh, you know, our Cubans dance also. So I was like, oh shit, I'm a pretty good salsa dancer. So yeah, it worked in my favor for that, you know? Yeah, I mean, yeah, in fact. I, I, I can't speak for everybody. I mean, stuff say retards is kind of like, I, I, I argue back and I kind of like say like, yo, that's not true, right? Cause like some girls like I, I've seen, they, they specifically go for black guys, right? Specifically for a reason, like for like pleasure. And they right. like for big, big dick energy. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, yeah, I want to dip. And I even ask these girls this. I'm like, what do you think black guys? Oh, because, you know, they got big dicks. I'm like, that's not always true for everybody. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yeah, you got to, you got to, maybe the ones you've been talking to are big dicks, but, like, not all, like, you know, right? But they're so inducted into the culture. And yeah. like, oh, yeah, well, all the, all the black guys I did it, they always have big dicks and they always had this. And they always do this. Why aren't you not doing it? Why aren't you not wearing this kind of shit? You know what I mean? So that kind of, kind of gets me sometimes. That stereotype is kind of like, all right. <laughs> Let me educate you. <laughs> Not all like that. You know? Well, I think it's it's like because white Americans and Black Americans have very little culture anymore. Yeah, they kind of let that go, so they're easier to date because their parents, you know, they only care about if you are doing something with your life, uh, if you're a good person to their daughter or their son, their son, and so forth. But I think the stronger their culture the harder it is to kind of like breach that gap and hit that first generation because mm-hmm. they, they don't give a shit. They're going straight, just like their ancestors did. They don't want to change anything, you know, cause I've known Muslim girls. I've dated Muslim girls who their cousins are dating other cousins just because they're still going with that old tradition, That's you know? Right. And it's like, it's 2000, it's 2020, you know what I'm saying? It's like, Damn. you're still doing that. And there's still, there's <laughs> people are still doing arranged marriages yeah, and, you know, yeah. There's, there's African cultures that won't date Black Americans. They're just like, no, nah, fuck that shit. You know, we still want to hold on to our traditions. Yeah. Like, uh, I've talked to Ethiopian girls, couldn't get too far because you know their families are very strict as well. Uh, even the ones that I experienced anyway. But it, it's, you know, the, I think it's just like if they're not that open universally anymore. Like, you know, you still have the Middle East. They're very, uh, very strong culturally. They're not really open still. They're, they're just little by little starting to progress as far as rights and women's rights, stuff like that. So it's just hard to breach that. Mm-hmm. It's really hard, especially with the grandparents because they don't give a shit. And they all, you know, they, they believe so hard about whatever yeah. uh, prejudice they have on black guys or white men or whatever. Sure. But white girls that I've dated, if their parents had a problem with it, they did not give a fuck. They were like, I don't care. I love him. I don't care what you say. My life. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I an uh, Indian girl where her parents were like, it's, you know, I, it's got, you got to let him go. And we, we were dating for like eight months. And she, she said, we have to break up because of that. And, yeah. you know, it was just it, my ex, she was Israeli. Her mom kind of had an issue until she came to visit us. And she saw how I was, saw my work, saw my work ethic. And it just like, it changed overnight. So I broke all of her, her cultural uh, judgments she had on whatever she thought I was, you know? So it's like, it's, it's very strange, but it's, people are who they are, you know? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, um, I guess in a way you, uh, do some people typically like say for black people, like America, like lack of culture, whatever the case may be, do we, I know we typically most, Black men or black women, they usually attach to the another culture. Like I say, if, like my brother, for instance. White people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So my brother, for instance, his wife is Filipino, but he's inducted to more of the Filipino culture. And he's, you know what I mean? I was like, man, you ain't never go to church. You don't go, you don't go to church, man. What you mean? What you doing? He's, you know what I mean? But 
it, it, it's the it's to please the family because it's it's a culture thing. So I I mean I can ask you if you guys I'm not sure I can ask the women on here. If you date a guy, now does he have to be involved with your culture? He has to understand your culture, or does he have to be that way? Or are you gonna break the the tides and be like no fuck it, do whatever you want. I don't care. Like Amy, like that's a question I always want to ask because. I know, so you know, I, I feel like as long as he's respectful, you know, of my culture, then it's fine. You know, I don't want him wear shoes in the house to do whatever he wants or whatever. Wear shoes in the house? <laughs> Is he gonna wear shoes in the house? <laughs> oh no. <laughs> no, 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 shoes in the house. <laughs> I have a different experience. I think in Ghanaian culture, there's this idea of like tribalism. So, like. Ghanians are very proud of where they come from to the point where like if you date outside the tribe like if you date a Nigerian like people look down on you there's like this ongoing war between like, Ghanians and Nigerians oh, and then on top of it like Africans kind of view black Americans I know it's bad but they view black Americans as like less than and so um no secret I mean like my last serious boyfriend he was white and I like in white culture like it's not that big of a deal but bringing someone white into Ghanaian culture like he wasn't just dating me he was dating like the clan he was dating the family like he had to get to know everybody and um I remember it being like really stressful for him and like on the Ghanaian side, people didn't understand how he could be like white and a man and raised in this country and have all this access and not be a millionaire. Like there are these there are certain stereotypes of like what white men are supposed to be like, and he just didn't fit any of them. And um, it worked against him. Like <laughs> it worked against him. So like although I really loved him because we were trying to become more serious a lot of the family was like kind of divided um and accepting him because he wasn't like the stereotype if that makes sense mm. so it's like a different experience i think i think people i think ghanian culture or west african culture there's like this intense desire to like preserve the culture and that's why it's that's why they're so like harsh um on who you let in yeah makes sense now, uh, do you, I mean, for the women too, do you guys seek the approval from your family first before exploring anything, any option like that? Just based on that stereotype, like they don't aren't fall into that mold. I think, um, like, I'm not going to lie. My family's opinion matters to me. Um, when I was younger, like, it didn't matter, and I would just choose whoever. But I've learned that, like, when you just do whatever you want, like, you're going to have familial influence. So you want to make sure that there's like at least um, a fit. So they don't have to be like from my culture, but they have to kind of fit. Like they have to be respectful. They have to be like, they have to be willing to learn the customs. You know, like there's just certain things that like, um, I wouldn't, I would, I would say that like my family comes with me. So yeah. I'll, I'll choose someone, but they also have to, like, be approved by my family. Um, and what if they're not? Oh, <laughs> well, see, no. Um, if they're not, <laughs> like, I find, I don't know, like, I, I would like so to hear it say, like, it wouldn't matter, but it would be really stressful. 
That was one of my always, it was, it always came down to that. Would you choose your own personal happiness over your family's happiness? That's American stuff. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, traditional well, case, there's been three girls that I've dated who've been rearranged, uh, rearranged marriages and they're extremely, they're just not happy. They're not. And they did that just to make their families happy. And they, they saw that it did, you know, that first, three to six months after they got married to that person. But once all that died down, everything went back to normal. So their parents' happiness was just a fleeting moment. And now they're stuck with this person who they did not want to be with. And, you know, it's, it's just, it's, it's like, do you, like, cause at one point we have to be real. The people who actually care so much about who you're dating are going to pass away. And you're going to be left with whoever they deemed it was okay. And that's not who you truly wanted to be. And you're not born to be controlled by someone else. You're born with free will, right? We're born to do whatever we want, however we want to live, and to, you know, and so on. So it's like, I don't care what my family thinks. As long as they can see that the person is not harming me in any way, and the person's good for me, that's the only opinions that matter to me from my family. Other than that, her ethnicity, her religion, her whatever, her habits have nothing to do with it. Mm -hmm. That's who I chose as a person. This is my life. That's who I chose. And that's how I've always saw it that way. And I never understood why someone would listen to a grandparent when the grandparent doesn't know anything about the person that, that they're dating. They don't know anything truly about their ethnicity or anything, their culture. And all they're going off of is a, a hearsay and and you know false propaganda and info so it's like I, I can't take the word of that over over a culture because a lot of cultures and traditions are you know most of the time they're very harsh uh and they're very strict and you know it's just not that's not very it's not like free will to me it's just are you saying this because you've experienced it in your own relationship and it worked against you or do you generally yeah. think like you shouldn't be listening to tradition no i've experienced it several times Okay, so I like, okay, let's think about like the concepts of like masculinity. Like there are traditional ways men are supposed to behave that you adhere to. Because of these rules of masculinity, you yourself, I'm, or at least you can tell me if this is true or not, do you think that makes being in relationships easier knowing what the rules are? Like this is what traditional men do, this is what women do, there's a structure. And this type of organization makes relationships healthy. I think um, there's a time to be masculine. There's a time to be feminine uh, in, in both parts. I think in a relationship, uh, a man should be a man. There should be no, no problem with that. There should be no uh, resistance to that. And a woman should be a woman. There should be no resistance to that. There's no reason for us to try to swap roles or to try to overcome or be better than any of uh, each other. So yeah. I think, uh, yeah, you know, you, there are certain roles that a woman can't do, and there are certain roles a man can't do in a relationship, obviously, uh, just like in life. And so it's just like, as long as you adhere to that, then I think you'll be fine. I think it's, it's when people start to try to control each other or one person tries to get the upper hand over the other, that it starts to cause this, this little battle mm -hmm. in between each other, and you kind of like lose what, what, what brought you together in the first place. You know, you, so it's like, it, there's no reason for that. Do you see how then, like, people who are very traditional would say the same thing about allowing people who are part of the culture to, like, marry in? In the sense that, like, 
we have certain rules, we have certain customs, you're going to mess things up with like allowing people who aren't part of our traditional culture in. From what I experienced is, is that the rules and customs are there to protect the, the culture and the traditions. Mm-hmm. And they think that any outsider will probably break that or destroy that. And so uh, what happens is when you, when you do that, it's just like it, it kind of creates this, this like border around, yeah. around life. And, and what it does is it creates more and more female outliers because let's be honest, the guys in most of these strong cultures can do whatever the fuck they want. You know, they can do anything. They can oh, yeah. around all they want, but the girls can get, you know, they can die from that stuff. So what happens is they create these outliers and these outliers, they start to search for men of passion. And that's usually men of, uh, of other ethnicities like Latin, black men and so forth. And they start to see and they start to live and experience this life without these rules and, and these, these restrictions. And that, that kind of creates this double paradigm. And so what happens is when they, they come to, like, it's kind of hard to say, like, they see family, like, women see family very important, right? So when you come from a very strong tradition and cultural family, that's, that's like, that's Godhead. So then you have this guy who has nothing to do with that. He's not a part of that, but he's, he's shown you and he's given you this experience that you've never experienced before, that you never heard from your own kind, right? So then you have this duality, what, what, which way you should go. But then when it comes down to it, she's always going to go to family. That's my experience. They always went back to family. And then what they saw was, is, you know, it's not, it's not what they wanted. There's no light at the end of the tunnel. Uh, the men in their culture can do just as much harm as men outside of their culture, which their culture is trying to keep them from, uh, which is most of the time is weird to me. It's like having a lock inside, you know, it's just, it's, it, it's strange. So it, uh, it, it never really worked for me. That stereotype on any of that never worked for me. And, uh, I kept in contact with two of the ladies and they've already had kids now and they're just, they're miserable still to this day. It's just not cause they experienced freedom outside of those barriers and now they're right back into it. Mm-hmm. And now they're kind of like pressured into teaching their daughters to be the same. And they know that there's something, there's different out there. There's better out there. And it's just like, it, it's a vicious cycle, man. It's fucked up. So one of my friends, she uh, commented, and it's just to add on to the comment here. Um, she said she dated an Asian guy for five years. His family never, ever gave him permission. I was white, a widow, and had a daughter. It was a rough, but you move on. And... um it's kind of crazy seeing it on that other center spectrum because like, yeah, you go back to, you say, they, they say they push you on to, to date your own. I'm at, I know we asked that question about do you guys, would you guys prefer to date your own? I'm sure you guys probably wouldn't mind. Right. You guys are open to dating your own race. Right. Mm-hmm. But um, you're not pushed on to do it. I'm, I'm sure Van Shirley is, but or Kylie is, but <laughs> I, I know it's pushed on. It's suggested, but I seem like we're all kind of like the black sheep are like, Oh, well, whatever. And yeah. Right. And right. it's America. You know what I mean? Like we, we got so many, so many things to do and so much to go on. And, but uh, I think the whole part of it, the whole must of everything is that uh, respect, you know what I mean? And, Absolutely. And I think that's where it kind of really chirps from. I know that, I know Alpha Monk, hey, I know his preference, man. He, he don't, <laughs> he goes for, uh, you know, the, the, the little bit more lighter. Lighter versions. But um, okay, so the question, I'm not, 
So we'll move on to a couple other questions here. I know we kind of almost got off topic here. But um, <laughs> some number five. Put on here. <laughs> Question number five. You want to do five? Number five. Number five. Number five. Ooh, have you ever experienced being seen as a fetish? Oh! <laughs> put that on there. Was that you? Who put that on there? I think it was me. I'm not sure. Yeah, it's not something I'm sure that we do. She would do some shit. Yeah, I would. So you started off with you. Since you put that one there, oh. we'll start off with you. Um. Yes, absolutely. I have. Um. And it's it's like this experience of like, ooh, like you're you're not even you're African. Like there's this exotification of me. Like I'm I don't know. I I especially from white guys, I get this like hyper fetished like attraction to me. And I can tell they're fetishizing like me because they're like hyper focused on my butt or they're hyper focused on like my skin color. Um and it's often like the very first thing that they'll hit you with the compliment like um I've never, I, I hear this all the time, like on Tinder. I don't usually date girls like as dark as you or black girls like you, but you're pretty cute. And I want to get to, I want to swim in that ocean. I get that a lot. Like maybe like majority of my connections, which sucks. So I, I generally like dating men who already date black women or have like, were attracted to black women because I hate being like the first to kind of break it in. Um, there's like all this like pressure. <laughs> yeah, there's all this pressure Represent for all the black women out there. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah. So definitely have experience being seen as a fetish. Um, I guess I have a question for you guys. Do you think that's a positive thing if someone looks at you in this regard of like? wow, you're this like amazing unicorn and they want to do all these things with you? Or do you find it dehumanizing? I mean, why not? It's just another trait. I mean, it definitely opens the door for them, you know, but at the same time, they're just looking at you for the way you look, you know, they're just attracted to you for the way you look. Exactly. Yeah. I think if it's the one only thing, like it was just that one thing, then yeah, it's probably a problem. Yeah, me too. If you bring it up every time, like, okay, I get it. Like a lot of guys, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> I get yeah. it. All right. I'm, I'm the opposite. I don't like when it comes to white talk. girls, I don't date white girls who only dated black dudes because most of the time they only date like the hood ones. Yeah. Always. Yeah, and it's just like I don't I don't fuck with them at all, man. Like, oh, they're like, Especially the bay. very promiscuous and they like kind of like ghettoish. They become ghettoish and it's like damn. Yeah. They're the stereotype of what you think you, you would find attractive of like so, what they're the stere like the people who are trying to like act black and attract black men. They're the stereotype of what they think blackness is, and so yeah, like no, being no. themselves. I usually go for a white girl who's rarely ever dated anything other than white dudes. So I don't I don't mind being that break in because uh, that's cool with me. Maybe it's different for genders. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah that. I don't. <laughs> But you want to say a good example, right? So, I mean, you know, you're feeling yourself. You said it's a good example. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, like, you know what? I, I dated this one black chick, Ann Shirley, and she was the shit. So I think I'm going to keep dating black chicks. And then there you go. You created the bar. 
you know, pressure. <laughs> I, I'm kind of with, uh, with with Alpha Monk on this one, man. I, I can't date someone who actually like got a quote unquote a degree in like black men. I, I, you know what I mean? Like just because you dated certain black men, like the hood ones, you're gonna be like, oh yeah, yeah, this you know this is how it is, da da da. You know, and you're just like, ah. that's right? like most super white. And I, and I question it because I'm on I'm on dating sites and I question every like race and like <laughs> I swear to God I do this all the time when they match me is they're not black I'm like okay what kind of <laughs> what is she looking for mm-hmm. am I am I exotic to her am, am I like a new beginning for them or am I like just like any other kind of dude that's in, you know I mean any other brother that's out there the worst though they get the worst they're like. Uh, uh, they're like prizes for white men and shit. Yeah. Like you, they're so proud when they got like Asian girl next to them and shit. It's like, damn. But that's like, like some Asian girls that get a white guy too, and their family is like, she just found like Tom Cruise. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. <laughs> like, don't you ever let him go. White guy. Tom got you with Ethan Hawke. You white guy. You can say Brad Pitt. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so for you, Kylie, I know that you're like the one Asian here, pretty much. So is that is that is that true? Like, if, do you? Because I I noticed like okay, so it's sad to say it's just fucked up statistic. The Asian women are like the highest like that people go for as far as guys dating. Is that you mm-hmm. get that exotic question all the time? Oh, you're you're kind of Asian. Okay, you're Asian. All right. Yeah, I, I've definitely got that before. I've gotten oh, you look really pretty for an Asian girl, like type thing, or you know but um, funny thing is that I want to mention that I've been that girl who dated. I'm Filipino. I've dated other Filipino guys who've never dated within their race. It was mm. always like, oh, you're the first Filipino girl that I've ever dated. Wow. Yeah. I yeah. gotta confess <laughs> I'm guilty when I first moved here. I dated a Filipino chick just because of her lips. Because I've never seen an Asian girl with full lips because I come from Kansas and there's mostly <laughs> Vietnamese. And they have nice full lips, but they're smaller for some I don't know. But yeah, it, it was, I remember it was just that distinctive thing. I was like, man, her lips are gorgeous. And you know they usually have very nice jawline, so it's just like that's the only reason I dated her. So it was, it was kind of fucked up. But you know. was that a fetish show, or did you? <laughs> At the time, it was a fetish because I never dated a Filipino girl. It was like right when I first moved here. Okay. So it's like yeah, wow. Yeah, yeah. In the Bay, yeah, that's that's that's. Kylie, was it awkward dating someone who has never dated someone within the culture, but you're like the first person? Like, what was that experience like? Um, no, it didn't really feel awkward. Um, I kind of felt good in a way or kind of proud in a way for them to you know jump out of their comfort zone and to date within their their race um i definitely got you know brownie points like with family you know like bring the other filipino girl you know they really like that but at the same time i'm honestly the most americanized filipino person ever like i don't even know how to speak tagalog or i've been to the philippines but it was when i was two so i don't remember it i don't even think you could count it so i wasn't like the best like representative for like my culture (laughs) but i was just filipino you know i'm filipino so yeah cool yes i found one this is it this is yeah I'm getting it now. I'm getting all the culture. And they see that. Oh, she she doesn't right. Yeah. But it's a lot of, it is kind of pressure. I get where you're talking about. There is pressure. There is like you have to you have to kind of hold yourself a card. Like if you fuck it up, they're gonna be like, I'm never dating ever again. I know. Like why did you have to pick this one? <laughs> <laughs> you don't speak the language. <laughs> you know what I mean, like like fuck that, right? <laughs> all right. So I guess. Mark, I'm not sure if you had anything to say, add to that, as far as the fetish, because, you know, um, 
So you're a little lighter skin, so I mean, it's not. <laughs> what's, the, what's the question one more time? Is the fetish? This is on the fetish part, and then we'll. we'll you're go to the being fetish. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, uh, like I can't tell you. So I you typically this is really funny, right? So on Tinder, it's like I don't always message first, right? Like I'll let you sit there for a couple of days, just because it's like sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. It just depends, right? If we match, I'm kind of like oh, I don't really know if I want to right swipe on that. I won't start a conversation. Sometimes they do. I can't tell you how many times I've gotten. Is it true what they say about black people and they have like the little white, like little white eyes, right? Emojis. Oh, like that. I'm just sitting here. I'm all like, you trying to come over and find out? Like, <laughs> just. But yeah, but I like that one. <laughs> that would get all the time. Um, Alpha Monk knows I'm really into foreign girls, like girls who are just not American, right? So it's like, it's not so much that I get like black stereotypes, it's as like American stereotypes, which is like really really funny because. Mm -hmm. Like, we don't really hear American stereotypes all that often, except for everyone driving a truck and buys McDonald's and Coke, right? And so, like, I've been asked by, like, Polish girls who have just been like, oh, like, do you live in the suburbs? Do you live in the city? Like, you watch this show or this show? Or have you seen this thing? Um, I remember when I was in Sweden, like, I got offered, like, I, go out, I made a lot of guy friends there, and they're like, oh, bro, you want some Coca-Cola? Like, they just thought that all Americans drank Coca-Cola. And then... I remember talking to my pool guy who travels a lot and he was telling me like he was in Moscow, like they gave him like a Coca-Cola and he drank it. He only half finished it. And they asked him like, Oh, do you want it? Like you want the rest of it? And he was like, no. So they went and put it on top of the fridge next to all their like America memorabilia. And that was like, <laughs> no one was allowed to finish that Coke because it's American that came over and drank like half of it. Oh. <laughs> and so it's, or like for whatever reason, there's a lot of Brazilian girls in my, my I guess my tender queue of like girls I'll talk to or like or my DMs stuff like that I'll talk to for a while. And there's they're always asking questions around like do I have money? Like that always happens. <laughs> always some kind of like situation like do you have money? But like oh nice. yeah. Right. America Which is also why actually I won't date certain cultures, <clears throat> certain foreign cultures, because I, I just know like most of the time they're trying to figure out if I have money or not. Yeah. I mean typically in other countries like Racism. I mean, racism is there, but it's not as crazy as it is in the U.S. So, like, they when you like see if someone from like Sweden comes in to the U.S., they're just like, oh, they're not used to the, the culture. They're just like, oh, you know. Yeah. Right. I can see that being they don't have like a, a judgmental character about who you are as far as American culture, or as far as like a. I mean, they have American culture judgmental, but as far as like like color wise, no. They just think like Americans like drink beer and eat burgers, fries, and watch football, that kind of stuff. I mean, that's, that is what I do, so. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sure. I mean. You're not wrong. Yeah, they, one person said they're trying to 90-day fiancé that ass. Stay woke. Yeah, <laughs> I was just thinking that. They're trying to get that green card. Stay woke. You know? I my, my parents, right, I'll be honest, my parents, when I, when I was dating my ex, you know, she came to stay, and my parents pulled me aside at one point, and they were like, hey, like, do you think that maybe she, like, just wants a green card? And I started laughing, and they're like, "Why are you laughing?" Like, because I want the green card. Like, what are you talking about? So it's like free healthcare, free college. Like, why do I want to be here? I'll just go there. So, yeah, they're gonna like, pay. Fuck, man, I'll marry anyone. Fuck. <laughs> I'll take it. I don't care. I'll, I'll take it. She want my credit. Show me your credit card. Hey guys, we're gonna take a thirty-second pause and to jump into some other content. We'll jump right back into the episode right after this in a bit. Stay tuned.
Hey, guys, just giving you guys a quick reminder that we have a website for Why Day Podcast. It's on www.ydaypodcast.com where we have all the platforms where all this episode is on. And we're on SoundCloud, Apple, Google Play, and we're also on uh, Spotify. So, and we also actually have this video, um, the episode of the video, on our YouTube channel, on the Why Date Podcast web, uh, YouTube channel, which is also in that website. And we have a Patreon website as well. Now, if you guys want to donate $5 a month, is we're going to give you guys the all-exclusive behind-the-scenes content where 30, 45 minutes prior, before the episode, we're going to have a Q&A, a live Q&A with the guest speaker that we have here. Sometimes we typically have dating coaches. We have motivational pe- speakers on here. So any questions you guys want to ask, feel free to do that. Go on to It's also on the Patreon website on our, our on our Why Date podcast episode. And just put it in there. And Or if you want to just become a Patreon and get all the exclusive content, it's also in there too as well. But, all right, don't want to take too much of you guys' time. Get back into the episode right now. All right, so we, I guess um, I'll go down the list of these questions. We skipped some here because some of them we kind of already answered already. Right. And there's a fine line. Is it racism to deny a perfectly suitable partner who isn't your racial, racial preference? Is that a good one? What, 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 what? Yes. So, Mark, you, know, you said this one, right? Yeah. Okay, okay. So is it, is it racism to deny a perfectly suitable partner who isn't your racial preference? So let's say you find like this perfect person mm-hmm. and you're like, for me, like let's say example, like, oh man, she got everything like I'm looking for and then she's like white. I'm like, damn. Like, well, so, obviously then she's not perfect then. Right? But you have so much in common, everything works out. I, to me, that could be a, I mean, yeah. Cause you start thinking about, damn, oh, oh. Like sometimes I think about culture differences too because I'm like, oh, mm, okay. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it, are, am I open to change to that culture? Or I'm just gonna just kind of do my thing. Cause somebody, so why do you have to change that culture though? Yeah. But that's what I'm saying. So you have to be trying to be respectful in a way and, and you're gonna come off just like that. You know I mean? Cause okay, if you're looking for someone with no culture, then you go for white, right? So yeah. you know, yeah. right? Yeah. Right? So yeah. you know, that's then though. Yeah. Because American white yeah, yeah, Europeans. Oh yeah. There's okay. of all races. So I mean you could probably find any of those strong cultural races and there'll be an outlier that doesn't yeah. You know, just like Kylie said, she's Filipino, but she doesn't follow any of the traditions. Yeah. So, yeah. It's like, you know, right. she, we still take off shoes in our house, though. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, certain cultures still. Thing, I was like, no matter who I date, no matter who I date, I'm wearing shoes in my house. Yeah. Like, that's what I'm doing. I'm practicing shit in my house. A little bit. Yeah. <laughs> no, that wasn't adopted. I never do that. I never need that. Hey, I, hey I'm, I'm Mexican and I take off my shoes when I come in my house. All right. The same here. Yeah. yeah. I've been on my shoes, too. I got inducted into that. I got, I got inducted into that, so I never grew up that way. I always walked in my shoes, walked in there and kind of just, you know, woozy. But I learned that from Asian culture. I mean, I didn't learn from Spanish, but I learned mostly from Asian culture to take off my shoes. And it was a big thing. So I was like, okay, now I'm doing it now. I'm going to incorporate, oh, damn, I didn't think about that. So I kind of was also, that was a standard in a way for certain cultures, too. So, I mean, um, like, if I go to a white girl's house, they wouldn't care. I walk in there with shoes, like, American. American, like, girls that I seen that I dated in the suburbs. I walk in there with shoes all the time. They didn't care. They wouldn't. It wouldn't even matter. Unless yeah. they got a new carpet and they did something, they clean the carpet, then you won't, you know, it's all white and you walk in there with shoes. Yeah, you can't do that. But if it's like straight up hardwood floor, I'm walking in like it's like, like a rich yeah. Like I'm walking in there like. You walk around in socks. 
Huh? Sound like a deal breaker for you. Walking over to Timberland boots. You're about to stop the yard. How your socks get dirty. See, but I yeah. learned that though. I learned that, you know, and uh, I had to adapt to I mean, I adapted, but I kind of used that as a, as a method too. So, but uh, I mean, kind of, yeah. I mean, you're right though. I mean, if you're going for someone who's, it's not a color thing, but it is like a, a culture, like American culture. Like we just talk about like being black, American, we don't have much culture. White Americans don't really have much culture. So other cultures from other places, we adapted that old style, traditional stuff. So I'm gonna say something what about color though? What if it was about color, right? Like your your friend's like, oh, I set you up on a blind date. And you're like, well, tell me about it. Okay, she has a, a PhD in, in neuroscience, right? She comes from a very wealthy family. She has her own place. I don't know how he knows this, but he goes, she has an 800 credit score, right? No student debt. She's hilarious. She part-time stand-up comedian. Gorgeous, eight out of 10. You meet her and she's black. You're like, oh no, she's black. Yeah, that is a, well, the answer to the question is within the question. Um, it is about race. You know, you are being racist because you're rejecting this person because of their race. That's the only thing, yeah. You know? Yeah. looking for, though? It is racism. Because you're not putting her down. You're not, like, degrading her. You're just, I'm not going to date yeah. you. Are you you got to understand, like, so you're judging her based on her race. But racism is hating a race. It's, like, actually hating a race. Prejudice is having a different opinion or having a uh, indifference to whatever their race is involved in so it's like if she's if she's black and that's not what i'm looking for then it doesn't mean I, I don't look down on her for being black or anything like that. that's just not what i'm looking for she could still be great and who knows like six months down the line i might be looking for a black woman and i might bump into her it's just well, it's all negative in a way because you're not even giving her a chance because she's black well it's no different than if like they we can flip it and her friend setting her up with a friend she's you know, he's, he's got all this money, this is that, but he's really ugly and he's, he's uh, heavyweight, you know, he's kind of big. So the question we want to ask- look past that? If he's still a good guy, can you look past that? If he's like three inches shorter than you, but he has all this money- I know, but that has nothing to do with that's that's crazy. Crazy. <laughs> he has Well, no, he has a point there, he has a point there. If someone yeah. is not your preference, right? Let's say yeah. you only date Filipino girls, like that is your thing, right? You just love Filipino girls. Maybe you fetishize them a little bit, but you're not disrespecting them, you're not devaluing them. And a really, really pretty black girl comes up to you and you whatever know, just know that she's successful, has great things going on. You're just like, eh, no, I'm not going to date you. But why though? That's racist. But then it's like, am I supposed to give her a chance if she's not my preference? Am I now going to entertain her because she's a good girl, even though I prefer this preference? Is, is, is that fair to her? Is it the color that 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 bothers you? Like, this is racist, mm -hmm. right? And I'm, I'm just no, asking. So I don't have. I don't have. This is preference. preference. It's just a right? preference. I just like poor no, girls. Preference is height, but preference is height. Preference is eye color. These things can be changed. But if you're totally like, you can't change your height. <laughs> yeah, you can't. <laughs> you can't really change your eye color. Like, you can't change your eye color either. So where's I guess where's the line? It's just a preference. Discrimination. It only becomes racist. It only becomes racist if the person said. It only becomes racist if the person said, "I don't want to date her because she's black because I don't like black people." That's the only time it becomes racist. No, it's racist. If I don't want to date her because I'm not black for the moment, it is what it is. What? It's racist because you're you're discriminating on an you're discriminating on the basis of skin color. Mm -hmm. When it comes to preference, like if I find a man and he's attractive and he's smart and intelligent and he's just short, 
and I don't want to date him because he's short, that's based off of preference. But if I don't want to date him simply because he's Asian, that's, that's racist because I'm saying all this, everyone part of this racial group cannot be attractive to me, despite the fact that they have lots of variants. And that's- I still see that as a preference. No, it's racist if I only date my own. It's racist. If I only date my own, like I will only date black girls. I will not date anybody else because I only date black girls. That's my preference, black women. All colors of black women that I only date black women. Is that racist? Low key. No, I don't, so, think so. I don't think so. Oh, hold on. I don't think racist. <laughs> so if, if a Ghanaian person only dates Ghanaian, that's racist. Yeah, that's like, that's tribalism. It's problematic because now you're saying that like, okay, people outside my group are inferior simply because of who, they, they have like no, like, you can't change someone's ethnic background. And so but you're seeing, you're seeing it mostly in a, in a, in a black and white situation. It, it has to be in a more situational thing because it, no! it's a race. It's a race. So it's like, like you said, you can't change it, right? And it is a preference. It is a preference. It only becomes racism when you hate that race. No, this isn't about mean. feelings, Alpha Monk. It's not about feelings. It's about discrimination based off of skin color. Mm -hmm. But how are they discriminating? How because, are they discriminating? Because I'm I'm neglecting your entire humanity and I'm I'm dismissing well, I'm neglecting humanity. But neglecting no, humanity. No, listen, let me let me say this really quick. You can be an amazing person and have great qualities, everything that I'm looking for. But if I say you're not good enough for me just based off of your skin color, that is racism because it's not about my personal feeling. I'm just discriminating on the base of skin color, which is what racism is. It's the power of discrimination based off a of phenotype. It's not about how you personally feel about it. Mm -hmm. I still see it as intentional. What? It's all what? on the person because if the person we says- We all grew up in a racist society, right? The, so okay. like, the question I wanted to ask too, what is the reason why someone would go someone that's not their race, that race that they're preferring or, you know what I mean? Let's say like, what's the reason why you wouldn't go for black women? What's the reason why you wouldn't go for white women? Like, is it that skin color itself? Or is it the culture behind it or what? Racial stereotypes, right? Like the stereotypes. Well, I'm saying, okay, there there are obviously people who date because of racial stereotypes, or they won't date because of racial stereotypes. But it, it it all falls down in the intention of the person. If they're just not looking for that. If they're just <laughs> if they're just like let's like he said, if if someone is like you date you date a certain person, like let's just say for you, for instance, you dated a white person, he was the best boyfriend you've ever had. Yeah. And then it just didn't work out. But he left something with you that you you just you're so much more interested in white dudes. It has nothing to do with you hating any other race. It's your your own preference of you liking that ethnicity because of your own experience that you've been through. Now, if you if there are people out there that are like, well, I just don't want to date an Asian because I you know they do this and they do that and they do this. That obviously is prejudice and that is wrong. But if they just have a preference for this certain type of ethnicity because of some form of experience they went through that they, you know, they found love with or they love the culture <clears throat> or that's what they're looking for because of the culture or because of something they see in that person or something they see in the uh, structure of physical beauty of that ethnicity. That's, it all comes down to preference and all comes down to intentions. That's all. That's, that's all I'm saying. And if your intention is racism, then yeah, you know, that I agree with you, but I believe everybody has different intentions. They have different agendas when they're trying to date a different ethnicity. Just like we all dated different ethnicities. 
and we all didn't just go for that ethnicity because you know they were white or they weren't white but it, you know if if i'm looking for a white girl right now and i meet a black girl who's really nice and she's got everything other than you know what i'm looking for i'm just, you know it's my heart is is going to tell me no because that's not what i'm looking for yeah it's not because she's black or because she's asian because that's just not the thing that separates you from choosing this person is because of her skin color it's based off of race and that makes it racist it's not no, i don't see that no i don't see that because okay, it, if it, i <laughs> if i date a white dude it's sure he's white but like it's the character of the man that i'm attracted to and the quality and the traits of that man is what i can find in an, any race it's not just specific to white people so if i say like oh, I'm looking for a woman who can, who has a PhD, who's educated, who has her own money. And you're saying, oh, I can't date black women. And, and she's a woman who has all of these things. Do you see how you're discriminating just based off of skin color? I guess, but to me, it's like, it's like chipping off the, the list. If you're going to go all these lists of PhDs and all these things like that, but then the, you, know, I, you, might as well, you might as well. My whole point is like, there's only one well. race. There's only one race and it's the human race. And so I that mean, that's means- That's why I can say an but it is just, to me, it, it's just another preference. If, if you want to make it okay. out, <laughs> out as racism, then that's fine. You know, that again, that's, that's up to you. But to me, it, the ethnicity is important, but if it's not what I'm looking for, it's just not what I'm looking for, you know? Like she can have all of these things, but if she's not what I'm looking for as far as, is these other check boxes, then I'm going to pass it by. But why, why, why aren't you checking for her though? Like if she's everything that you want, why aren't you checking for her? What do you mean checking for her? Like you're saying like, oh, like I, I, I'm looking for a woman who has all these qualities and she's white and I meet a black woman and she has the same qualities, but I'm not going to go with her. Isn't that... We got some people who uh, commented certain things here. So one person said, um, "I had a fet I had a I fetishized about dating white women. I realized it was wrong because it wasn't genuine. Was that preference or being racially ignorant?" Racially ignorant. The idea of it was forty percent attraction, sixty percent fantasy. And then someone else said, "If you discriminate against some bit someone based off their income, is that wages?" Someone said that. That's what I'm saying. It's like you, you can you can just put all that in the same bag if you just want to, you know, nitpick and it's like you know. It, yeah. So one thing I will definitely add is like, especially with racism, right? Uh, we're all ethnic here. We've all experienced racism in some form or another, right? It is my firm belief that racism is bad, right? Racism is not a good thing. Um, I also believe racism is devaluing a person, right? preventing them from succeeding, preventing them from doing whatever it is they choose to do, right? Because of their race, like in the job place, right? Like, oh, this person's incredibly qualified, not gonna hire them because they're, they're Asian and we don't hire Asians here. That is racist because you are holding them back from advancement in their own personal life. But I firmly believe like, you know, like one thing. So sorry to say this, I don't really date American white women. I just don't, yeah. right? Personally, because I find brown and ethnic skin tones more attractive, that is my preference. And then two, family history, right? I know for a fact my great grandpappy was a slave and I don't really want to date anyone who may or may not have had slaves in the continental US, right? 
but it's like, am I racist now for not dating white women because I find other skin tones more attractive, but and or American white women because I find ethnic skin tones more attractive, and because I don't want to date somebody who may or may not have had slaves, right? Am I racist? Your reasonings. That sounds racist. <clears throat> it comes down to your reasons to me. It comes down to who you are as a person, your reasons for not dating that person. If it is racist, then it's racist. I if mean, going off of that, I mean, your intention may be good. You, might, you may have the best intentions, but your action is still the same. Like, you, you're still not dating this, this person because of their race. Right, but me not dating them isn't holding them back. Yeah. So it's, not think it's benefiting them because they're not going to date somebody who may, I mean, may not have I think so. you could be, there's like different levels of racism. I mean, you could be racist and, you know, say something like nice about someone like, oh, you're Asian, so you must be smart, you know, something like that. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like that's racism. Or you could be like, oh, you're right. black, you must have a big dick, you know? <laughs> it, like, it, that's not holding you back, but you're I still black. Right. I mean, I was just, I'm just, genu- that's why I wrote the question now. I was genuinely curious. I was like, okay, at what, where do we draw the line at preference and prejudice? Like, where is that line drawn? Yes, you should go for somebody for their character, for their values. But if that's what it is, then all women are heightest by only get one, mostly wanting to date guys who are taller than them. Right. Uh, and every ethnicity that dates only within their ethnicity, that person is racist. But even though I don't, I don't know who it was earlier, there was a, a, a conversation happening about like how, it's not wrong for certain cultures wanting to preserve their culture. It's like, well, then wanting to preserve your culture with your own is racist. Like, I'm just, I'm just curious where that line is drawn. If you guys had to draw a line somewhere between preference and prejudice, where would that line be? I mean, I think there's a fine line. I think the question you want to ask is there a fine line of um, racial, uh, I guess, not racial preference, but stereotypes, racial stereotypes and then racism. Because, like, if you guys, the things you guys are saying right now is, like, a racial stereotype based off their race. Like you look at their income. Okay, certain people <clears throat> of Asian descent have a lot of money. Or you well, go for I that. Mean, well, I mean, no, my question was, where's the line between preference, racism, prejudice? That was my question. Well, see, Red Pill can probably uh, test this. Like, light skins in any race are always deemed as players. So is that racist? Like, even black women don't date light skinned dudes because they think that all light skinned dudes. Our players are they'll cheat on them. oh yeah so it's like you know it, it's it's all in intentions man it's like it well someone's comment and said i think racism equals hate if there's no malice or intent then maybe not racism everything else above that is prejudice yeah well uh, i don't know because kylie had an amazing point with the oh you're asian you're smart like that was like an amazing point or the whole or you know oh you're really pretty for a black girl or you have good hair for a black girl, or you speak well for a black guy. It's like, you meant that with the best intent, but that was racist. Well, some people would say, like, <laughs> like they want to have, like, black hair, or they want to, you know what I mean? Like, it's called positive those whole thing, too. Like, they want to have kids with the black person because they want to have that kind of hair or, you know, that kind of skin tone. So, I mean, in the sense that it is based off a of race that they're only specifically going for, and would you call them racist at that point? If they're, if they're that they love to have that kind of skin tone, they want to have that hair color, they want to have their kids to have it. So, I mean, is that considered the same kind of thing, too? Because, I mean, if someone who specifically goes for one race and not the other, then that could be the same thing, I guess. Well, let's say, like, I go to a club, right? Let's say I go to a club, it's a nightclub filled with, like, beautiful women, right? There's beautiful women. It's a great scene. Everyone's warm. I'm in flow. And, like, I'm going to start approaching girls, right? But I'm only approaching my type, right? I'm only approaching tall, slender, Slavic, Scandinavian-looking women, right? Let's say I'm going for that, right? Um, 
am I racist now? Because I'm not approaching women who may be from certain Eastern Asian cultures. Or I'm not approaching women who may be from certain Latin cultures. Like, am I now racist because I didn't approach them? No. No. That's just preference. Yeah. That's a preference, right? So is it no different than if a girl's trying to date or if a girl's interested in me and I'm just like, kind of like, oh, hey, I'm not really interested. And then because maybe she doesn't fit within my preference zone. Right? See? It's a preference, not it's, so it's not racism. Preference, racism. Yeah. So Stephen commented, he said, Piggy, uh, piggybacking with Shirley, there's only one race, the human, quote unquote, human race, then skin tone becomes a preference when it, when it comes to dating per se. So how it works, like, in the real world, we're all indoctrinated with messages about, like, what's attractive and what's not, what's inferior and what isn't. Um, Alpha Munch is used, like, light-skinned dudes being seen as players. This all comes back to, like, histories of cultures saying one color is better and one isn't. And we replicate that in our dating choices. And when we pretend that these dating choices are just preference and not just reinforcing racism, we fall into like really, I don't know, we, we miss out on the person who can be really for us because we're all human. True. True. I think that's changing though, because I've seen, like I remember when I was, I was younger, uh, it used to be all about white women, right? And uh, they've, they've had videos of, they've had little uh, black kids and they, they'd have them choose dolls and they would always go for the white one. They say they were prettier and stuff like that. But it has definitely been shifting to, to more of the brown skinned women uh, and uh, darker haired women. And uh, even uh, black women used to be on the bottom of the list of, as far as preference for dating, uh, like in the last decade. And they've actually shot up many levels, even uh, more and more white men are looking for black women now because it has kind of shifted as far as uh, what, what is seen as beautiful or what's seen as superior in, in beauty. Uh, than it used to be uh no so women are becoming more and more important it used to be just big breasts and no booty like in the 90s and shit oh i remember that uh, you know now it's more curvaceous women totally 180 yeah. 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 yeah yeah that's you got, got a little heated here i know we i mean pretty much the questions i have on the bottom is almost kind of what we've talked about too but uh i'm gonna probably wrap this up in a bit but so Number 10? Number 10. What? Is it wrong to experiment with a race you've never been with before? Experiment? Mm. Yeah, like let's say for like Aunt Shirley was like, you know, there have been white men in her DMs who have never been with a woman of color, right? Mm. Right. And not like a mixed woman of color, a woman with substantial melanin, right? It's like, are they wrong for like like, oh, I would like to sleep with an African woman, right? Or a Ghanaian woman, or women with much more melanin than I currently have, right? Are they wrong for that? I said it's just a fetish, and yeah, if it's this, they just want to have sex with her just because she's Asian or black, I think that's kind of wrong. That's kind of fucked up because then you're just using them for that preference. And then just like we were talking about the last uh, podcast I was on, I was just like, if you just go for that one person, uh, just for that one thing, like they just got money, or they're they're just because she's beautiful, don't care about if she's smart or not, just because she's just beautiful. Or just because he has a really nice car and he has a really nice house and a good job. That's the only reason I want to be with him. I think that's when it becomes an actual problem is when it's like that. But I mean, if you've never dated a Filipino girl before and you actually did see someone you were interested in, she was Filipino, then I would say, yeah, go for it because you never know what you might learn. And she might just be the right choice for you. 
Uh, but if you're just going for it because she's Filipino and she's, you know, she's got Asiatic eyes and that's all you want, you've always wanted to date that or have sex with that, then I think that's kind of wrong. And what if you state your intentions, but not necessarily your reason behind your intentions? He's like, hey, I'm only looking for sex. I'm only looking for a one night stand or a hookup or an FWB. And then the girl's like, oh, okay, I'm also only looking for an FWB. Here's what we talk about, make sure it's mutual respect. But he never says, you because you're Asian and hot. Like, is he I mean, if we both agree with it, then shit, go make cookies, man. Do it. <laughs> so I was just curious. So uh, Kim commented, I didn't date Asian men and had, and, had, and had to have an honest conversation with myself of how social constructs and racism had impacted me against my own racial slash ethnic group. And someone said, is it bad that I never did it in any one of my, my own race? I haven't either. So, <laughs> And then someone else commented here and said, what about music? All music is just music, but everyone got their own musical preference. You may not prefer my music, and that's okay. If you don't like it, I can't compl- proclaim, well, you're a jazz hater. I never heard jazz hater before. It would just be problematic if there was, like, a history of killing people who like jazz music, and then you're like, oh, yeah, I won't date people. can't really compare music to people. <laughs> I can't picture nobody just going off the, off the hinges, man. Um, right. Because, like, with the whole, you know, Anne Shirley made some incredibly, like, valuable points, things that I'm definitely going to think about when this podcast ends. Like, oh, okay. But that's also, like, now for myself, I kind of have to draw that line. But where is, where does preference and prejudice, like, where is that, that line drawn, right? I definitely think you should go for somebody based on value, shared values, Shared character, mutual attraction, but then is it racist to have a certain attraction of a certain phenotype versus another phenotype? Even if you aren't devaluing the person or degrading the person, I think that culture is less than your culture, right? Because it's like, what if somebody's like, man, I'm really, really into tiny pierced titties. Like, that is like my thing. Like, I only like small boobs that are pierced. And so I'm only gonna try and date women and sleep with women who have small boobs that are pierced. It's like, well, is he a bad guy for not dating women who are busty? No, you're not a bad guy, but it's like, does do the busty women also have oppor- equal opportunity to... Um, in their life, yes. To get in that person's bed, no. Sorry? I said, do they have equal opportunity to live their life unhindered? Yes. Do they have equal opportunity to be in the man's bed? No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I've seen, uh, I mean, this is just getting a little off topic, but I'm not too sure if it's the same for most people. I've seen where some people don't go for their own race. Especially, I know in some Polynesian culture that they don't go for someone who's in the same racism sometimes because typically that could be someone in their family. I'm not sure. Because right. you don't want, you know, you don't want to dip in that and find out that. I, I, I don't, I know that this, well, it's the same probably to any kind of culture if you're surrounded by that. But like, is that true for some of you guys? Like, you, okay, okay, all right. I'm, I, I don't, okay, so, so she's not the only one because I noticed most people don't do that for that reason because there's a relation to that point. Um, yeah, the Ganyan community is like hella small in the Bay Area, so I don't even like mess around with it because we're all like related somehow. Like I'm too, I'm too uh, mixed up. I don't, I don't, I don't have that problem. I won't, I won't run into anybody with the same mix that I have. Never know, man. You never know. <laughs> it's like, oh, me too. Yeah. I will say there was a time where I had a huge crush on a girl, right? And like, we never, we were really young. We never did anything, whatever, but I had a little crush and we talked and I played and kind of DS one time. And then I found out like a few months later, she's actually married into my family. That was, like, <laughs> that was awkward. 
that was, was very close. awkward. Close. I was like, no. I mean, like, we never kissed or held hands, but we definitely had like little like schoolyard crush, right? This is like maybe just entering middle school. So that was like really weird for me. So that is a subconscious fear I have now with any woman on the West Coast is like, yo, we married in somehow, you know. But also, I have ne- I don't like dating women, not necessarily within my culture, but like even within like the West Coast culture. Like, so I really like women from other cultures that are just drastically different, right? I believe I come from a very independent family, right? We don't have a real deep ethnic culture. I have my own personal beliefs, value systems that I built up over the years. So in a way, they're a bit unshakable to where I'm confident dating somebody who has different value systems as long as the main pillars are met. Right. So I like dating women who come from different backgrounds, different cultures than me, because there's that mutual learning going back and forth. All right. So, yeah. Oh, everybody. So, yeah. Well, OK, we'll we'll kind of wrap it up with, I guess, one more question here. I think uh, we said, what if a white girl that grew up in adopted black culture only dates black men? Is that racist or circumstance? Circumstance. I think it depends on how she behaves. Like she, as long as she's like not trying to put on like her idea of what blackness is, because when she goes out into the world, she's not going to be seen as a black person. She's going to be seen as a white person. So if she goes out into the world as a white person and is like trying to act black, I think that's problematic. You can still be white and welcomed into black culture, but like you don't have to change who you are. So even they if she was raised the, by black people, from like day one. They always one. pick the ghetto culture yeah. too. They always pick the ghetto yeah, culture. I never understand. People get that kind of mix up too, because uh, to me, like I, when someone says they're acting black, it's like, okay, what is, what is? Yeah, that? especially yeah. these are only exhibiting negative behaviors. That's pretty. Always, like, it's so annoying. What, is, so annoying. what does that mean? Because you know, because I, I get talked like, oh, you talk white. I'm like, okay, what does that mean? Yeah. yeah, I mean, like, don't take it away. And I heard that too, and I'm like, okay, so what the fuck does that mean? So, educated, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, well, so I gotta be this way too. For and that's what I kind of dealt with with uh, with the dating people who already dated black dudes before they, they got that kind of standardization of what black is, and they think they know more about being black than yeah, black you're not person. like Tyrone. It's like, oh, yeah, you know, it's like, you don't, you don't do this. You don't, it's yeah, like, you never say the N word. And it, yeah, and it, it totally just, it's, it's wrong. And it's just like, it pisses me off and it turns me off, actually. I like, I get like, I was like, okay. It turns you off or it turns you on? It turns me off, man. Like, I was oh, like, okay. I was like, okay. You think you already kind of know a standardization to keep fucking with them dudes. You know what I mean? Like, period, you know, so. I like anime. <laughs> you don't gotta be Asian. <laughs> so if Dante likes anime, you don't gotta be Asian. All good. Fuck. True. <laughs> true. But now, um, okay. So in in the whole midst of everything, hopefully this is uh, of content for you guys. I think we've all kind of shed some light on some 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 very controversial topics and very uh, <laughs> I think people are a little bit you know a little heated here. But in the whole sense of everything, I'm going to end it here. So if you guys want to add something on to the end, if anyone else does too, then you guys said a buzzword, congrats. No one said it, I'm surprised. Unless you guys did, I'll look at it. I'm pretty sure someone said it at one point. No, I don't think- I don't, I don't think anyone said it. I was thinking- I don't think anyone said it. I was listening. <laughs> I don't think I said it. No. Okay, I'll end with the, the clothing statements. I think we definitely covered a topic here that everyone listening and each one of us really needs to kind of think about, right? Like preference versus prejudice. 
right? Especially when it comes to like dating or like dating partner, right? Um, if you're someone who grew up with certain fetishes, right? Like we all know a very common one is, is uh, men wanting to date Asian women because of perceived passiveness and perceived like, oh, they'll kind of like be kind of like this, this maid figure where they'll just kind of just take care of you, right? I think that's a lot of the, the poor negative stereotype associated with that fetish. Um, definitely need to look at your own mental scripts and beliefs on certain colors, ethnicities, cultures, and be like, okay, well, is this completely accurate, right? Is this a preference or is this a prejudice? Mm-hmm. I would say it's kind of like a neural programming that you got to kind of like reprogram if you see it as a, a prejudice. Um, I, I will stand by, I think uh, it depends on the person and uh, it, it is a preference, but it is a very thin line and it can be become uh, prejudiced if you lean too much into the obsession of that, uh, just that ethnicity, I can see that happening. Um, but I will say that uh, a fetish is, I mean, we've got to be real, a fetish, everybody has it, and everybody has one for, for the opposite or the same sex, whatever they're going for. Um, and it's just, you know, I've known females who only go for guys who are over six foot, are guys who make a certain amount of money. I've seen guys who only go for girls with big asses or they only go for girls who have big boobs or they only go for girls who are black. And it's just, it's just their own personal fetish or preference they have into that. Uh, but yeah, I, I would think it, it, you have to have a lot of inner dialogue and be honest with yourself uh, as to why you like a certain ethnicity. And, you know, if it is a prejudice then you know, own up to it, if you can't change it and if you can change it, then it'll make you a better person. I switch. <laughs> Sorry, someone just said comment about <laughs> I only date guys that put lotion on their ankles. <laughs> <laughs> who said so, that? Two so people know what that means. <laughs> hey, hey, who said that? Just pop it off on there. That's that's hilarious. Oh my god! Like, damn! Come on, man! Stop it! <laughs> Oh, man. Well, I mean, before we go, what I want to say, going off of what um, Markel and Mondre were saying, I mean, that's like speaking for yourself, but also think about how you're affecting the other person too. Because if um, if I was the perfect person for you, but the only reason why you're not dating me was because of my ethnicity, then that's like hurtful to me. Well, you wouldn't know that because I wouldn't go for you. I know, but if I like were to find out or, you know, like that would be hurtful. I don't want to tell them. Well, I mean, it's the same thing as if you, if you didn't go for me because I had a beard and I found out it would be hurtful. So it's like, it's, it's no I know, different. but that's not talking about your race. Well, that's what I'm saying. What if you it's didn't go for your difference? Swoosh, or you didn't oh, go yeah. for what about me? Andre because they're under six foot. Yeah, like me. It's, it's, it's still a preference. Again, still that's not talking about your race. But it's just a preference. Yeah, it's it's still like, you know, it's still like a preference. Like, you know, I'm short. You know, I'm pretty sure a lot of girls don't like short guys. So Well, just the other day, uh, I think uh, we were talking about what races we wouldn't date. Mm -hmm. And so, like, we were kind of all guilty of being racist, if that's the way you look at it. But I still saw that that day as a preference. It's just something that I'm not into at the moment. Doesn't mean I'll never will be into it. I've been known to just go with you know, go with the flow of how I'm feeling. I never like really go for like a certain thing. I never fixate on that. And again, people, there are people out there that's like that, but me personally, I've never done that myself. I've just never not 
because they were just because of that race. It's just I just wasn't into it at that time. Mm-hmm. But I still see it just as a preference. I don't see it as a prejudice. But well, yeah, yeah. She, she sees it differently. I know she's uh, <laughs> she definitely uh, doesn't see it as, as the same. But I mean, yeah, there is a timeline between a preference and race, especially when you talk about color. I know it's not it. Some people it's the same as like saying someone's talking about their height or beard or some kind of hair preference, but I guess for certain people are race and color is a whole big one, big, big genre of, of, uh, of, uh, uncomfortability and, uh, sensitivity. So yeah, I, I mean, just well, to end, like, yes, and Shirley was right earlier. It's been a stigma in our, our, uh, nation's culture for hundreds of years. So it's always going, it's going to look and be seen as a prejudice or a problem every time it's brought up. But the, like, you know, like Morgan Freeman said, the only way we can move past it and progress is just stop talking about it, stop worrying about it. Let's just start going forward. Yeah. I don't know if Ashley is doing. Did she leave up out here? Oh, I'm here. Oh, okay. okay. I, I, okay. See, I, 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 I do think certain people of certain melanin types, right, have either more or less access to the entire dating pool, right? Like, I am speaking from the perspective of a mixed black person who grew up in California, right? Mm-hmm. So like my access to the dating pool, regardless of how I look or whatever status I have, regardless of my physical attraction, right? Regardless of whatever assets and materials I have, it's like, it's just gonna be larger than someone who comes from, let's say they're from Southern India, right? Or someone who's from other countries where maybe there is a stigma about a certain skin type or certain culture being less attractive, right? Like that is something we kind of have to admit here. We can't just like, brush over that, that some people, certain cultures have greater access to the dating pool than others. Like Asian men have a hard time dating because there's a stigma against Asian men. That's yeah. true. That is and very true. Yeah, yeah. That's based on Yeah. Kim said, uh, you can't change what society identifies you as though. You really can't change what, what they identify you as. So I mean- You can change the individual's mind, but not society. Yeah, yeah. I believe it. Right. Right, but I'm just saying, as we're saying, like, oh, is it prejudice or preference? Well, it's like there's an entire societal prejudice against you. It's going to be really, really hard because people won't prefer you. She said, you did have an iPhone. All right, well, I, I'm almost, I got like a minute, 30 seconds on my on my live stream. So I'm not sure if you probably going to end. Uh, that's it. Uh, I've said my piece. <laughs> I'm good. Yeah, so you guys good? All right. So thank you guys for tuning in. Also, like I let you guys know, it's all on our website. I'm gonna post this on here, this whole episode, and possibly gonna do something again. We're gonna have some more people next week. Uh, I create a Patreon, so it's five dollars a month to get a thirty-minute to forty-five-minute uh, Q and A before the episode. So I'll put everything on my website there. But if you thanks you guys for tuning in, appreciate you guys for coming in, and uh, yeah, man, it was it's been, it's been good. These comments are funny. <laughs> but all right guys if that's right. it for the day but uh yeah i don't know what else to say but thank you guys we'll tune in to next time guys and peace all right guys all right later